very important to take what God has given, our abilities God has given to to um, go to the presence of God and ask the Spirit of God to assess us. And it's it's a good thing because we will actually see all the places where God has done miracles for us and blessed us and helped us and and uh, it'll it'll um, uh, stimulate our faith even more. At the same time, you know, where we need to grow, where we need to move forward, is there is God will highlight also. And so um, it is so important when discouragement comes in, or even if discouragement doesn't come in, to have that assessment is very important. But at the same time, um, especially when discouragement comes in, like we um, sing the song, When I am tired, let me run to Jesus. And that's the best place for every believer to go to. Just run to Jesus and and have the Lord really take a good look at the situation and good look at our hearts and good look at our um, circumstances. And then um, also look at all the things that the Lord has done for us in the past um, to gather our strength from Him and to move forward. No one who's ever um, come to the foot of the cross um, has ever had a a history of backsliding because you can never backslide when you go to Jesus. You can never. So uh, always, no matter what the situation is, we need to run to Jesus. And um, so another good point that we have brought up was um, anytime rebellion comes in, it will make it harder to come back. So that has to be uh, watched out for. We to keep an eye on that. Not let any kind of hardening or rebellion come in. And we, uh, there's a message that uh, I gave some time ago on... Um, Discouragement. How Satan will use discouragement. How he brought discouragement and caused a whole bunch of people to to uh, rebel against God and against Moses and what happened after that. And rebelled against. Uh, they rebelled against God in front of the Red Sea, where suddenly people who were all happy, they got all the stuff from the Egyptians, and they were so happy. The young and the old, they all left. But when they turned back and looked at Pharaoh, and they saw the Red Sea in front. Instead of looking up towards God, they heard the voices of discouragement. So discouragement is a spirit. Similar to worry, fear, anxiety. So when that spirit of discouragement comes, every believer's job is to take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God in sight. Because when the discouragement is allowed to come in, then Unbelief will come in, rebellion will come in, fall will come in, and when that fall comes, then it will become harder um, to get up and and go back. So, um, not to give room for any of those things, and complaining and murmuring is a huge uh, red flag, and it's the fruit of what is actually on the inside. Complaining and murmuring comes out of the mouth, but it comes from the heart. And so it's a big sign of unbelief and uh, ungratefulness and a whole bunch of um, other sins. 
So, praise God. Um, those are very important things that we have to remember. That we can never take discouragement as a as a um, positive thing, saying that oh, I'm discouraged, or or um, try to use that um, to take a break from anything, or or um, use that. You know, to um, to um, use it as an excuse for anything. Is these are things we have to be very careful um, because Satan will use that against us. The discouragement is not from God, so no believer should entertain that. And uh, and belief is not from God. You know, the talk of self pity is not from God. These things we have to be very very careful. Whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is holy, whatsoever will build your faith and build the faith of others. And these are things every believer should meditate on and actively uh, give themselves over to. Uh, with what ability you have, you have to put your heart and soul into it and then go forward. So when uh, to do that, then what will happen is you're going to be built up. You know, as I'm speaking, this Spirit of God brings this before me, which is a horse. You know, a horse, on the right of the horse is on the horse. And the horse doesn't want to go back, go forward, or just starts going slow. You just need to give a little tap, you know, the heel on the side as you're sitting on top of it. And the horse continues to go forward. There are certain things the rider of the horse does to the horse in order to not only keep it on track, but to keep it going. As believers, we have to do that. When it comes to the flesh, when it comes to our body, when it comes to the heart, we have to catch ourselves and we have to talk to ourselves. And I've I've, um, I've taught on these things through the Spirit of God, so there are several messages on these things. And the importance of talking to our soul, talking to ourselves when the discouragement comes to say the opposite so that you can give a tap to yourself and keep yourself going forward and get to the presence of God and receive the strength of God. These are things that are very, very important. We need to, as, a, as David said in the word, that I will I talk to myself. Why are you discouraged on my soul? Hope thou in God, who is the health of my countenance. Hope thou in God, who is the health of my countenance. Both are different, health and health. And uh, so he's not letting discouragement come near him. When discouragement came, he spoke words against discouragement. And he spoke words of faith. Very important. He gave a tap to his soul, and he kept going forward. When everything was taken away from him, his family, his um, people's family members were all taken away. You know, at a ziklag. You see that David was the only one when even the men who were with him came against him. He strengthened himself in the Lord. We see him going to the presence of God, receiving the strength from God. So what did he do? What he can do, he did. 
he overcame that huge obstacle. The obstacle was all those around him, everyone who wanted to kill him. The obstacle was his own family members, his wives and children were all gone as captives. What's happening to them? What's the enemy doing to them? All kinds of things would have risen up against him. Satan would have brought all those things, hoping to just destroy David at that time. However, he did the opposite. He took himself to the presence of God. He did not let any of the external factors affect his soul, his mind, or his body. And they all go together. So, every believer's responsibility is that. When the enemy tries to drown you with external things, you need to be like the rider of the horse. Give a tap, direct yourself in the way you should go, and keep going forward. Staying awake spiritually will keep you alive spiritually. I want to repeat that. Staying awake spiritually will keep you alive spiritually. And only those who fall asleep spiritually will become an easy prey to the enemy. If you're awake spiritually, then the uh, next thing to do is to be responsible where you do something about what you're seeing. If you see an intruder come to the door, you need to be awake first to know that there's an intruder at the door. And then what do you do about it? You just don't open the door saying, well, I'm awake and I can see you come and welcome. And just don't hurt me, just take my stuff and go. It doesn't matter if you take my family members, just don't do anything to me. That will be foolishness. I need to fight. So staying awake is the first thing. And secondly, you need to do what you have to do in order to kick the devil out when he tries to come in. And that's where God has given us all that we need, the tools, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We need to put that to use. So when we do that, then there's no room for the devil. Satan will not have any any room in, um, to be able to wiggle his way into the uh, life of a believer. Now, we see in the life of Peter, when Jesus comes to him at the Garden of Gethsemane, and he says this, Stay awake. Wake up. Wake up. Why was he saying that? Because a deep sleep came upon them. And the Bible says, because their hearts were filled with sorrow. See, the deeper things that are happening behind the scenes are not written in every place explicitly. If it is done, like I said before, then we won't be able to carry our Bibles anywhere. The whole world will contain. There are certain places where spiritual warfare is mentioned and the principle and how everything works is given in different places in the Bible. It's not going to be shown every single place. That a spirit of slumber came upon them and and they didn't do anything when God came and prompted them to get up and because they gave into that and this is how Peter fell and the whole thing is not not like that. That's what happened. While the enemy works, God will always come. The Spirit of God who is for us and not against us will always come to rescue us and he'll prompt us. He'll come and speak to us. I spoke about this a week ago. When God prompts us, when God speaks to us, you know, whether it's from the pulpit or whether it's during the morning call or whether it's during the Bible study, 
It's important to know that God is speaking. God is speaking. Why is He speaking? This, He wants to save me. He wants to snap me out of this. He wants to protect me because He's for me. When our attitude is right in receiving instruction, then we will escape the snares of the enemy. But when we see it as a threat, or when we see it as, wow, he's bothering me, I'm just sleeping, you know, I'm sad, and that's why I'm sleeping, and my heart is heavy, and that's why I'm sleeping. Those are all demonic excuses. What will they do to a person? It'll kill their spiritual life. That's what Satan is looking for. So when God puts a finger on something and he says that you're wrong, you need to straighten out. The most important thing a believer who wants to live is to do and would do is be aware we're wrong and fix it. That's all. Very simple. When the defense mechanism comes, we know that that is from the pit of hell. It's not from God. Because it's not going to help anyone to straighten up. Because by that time, Satan will actually strengthen himself more to push you in the wrong direction because you're losing time. You're losing time. Look at Peter. He fell asleep because he was full of sorrow. That's all the Bible says. But where did that sleep come from? Where did the heaviness come from? Where did the sorrow come from? Not from God. Jesus' response and reaction was totally different. He was the one who was going to suffer. But how was he? He was awake. His heart was filled with heaviness, Jesus. He went and wept and he prayed. And the sorrow that Jesus had was totally different from the sorrow that Peter had. Not the same. They didn't produce the same results. Very different. The sorrow that Jesus had was the agony of carrying the sins of the whole world. Carrying everything that every human being has ever done and will ever do upon himself. The weight of it. Holy God. Who became man who lived a spotless life. Now he's come to a place where everything is going to be laid upon him. And so, his prayer at Garden of Gethsemane was very significant. He went on his knees and prayed. Not a small prayer and fell asleep, no. He didn't say, well, I have to be up after this, I won't have any sleep, and so I'm going to sleep now so that I can have some energy in my body. You see, all these things Satan will bring to cut short prayer, to kill the soul of a person. With Jesus, though he knew what was going to happen, he knew that they're coming for him. He knew that time is very short. He didn't say, let me, you know, catch up, get some Z's. No. He said, I need to be up now. I need to get my strength. Because if you have strength on the inner man, if you have internal strength, you can do anything. You can do anything. If you have internal strength, if God empowers you on the inside, you can do anything for the Lord. You can overcome anything. That's where Satan will fight. So when that spirit of sleep comes, when that slumber comes, the spirit of God will come and alert you to it. The recording has started. You are falling asleep. You should be up. You should be sleeping. And this is not the time to sleep. And those who hear all those and say, I know, I know, I know, maybe tomorrow when and continue sleeping are the ones who will fail. I'm not saying that no one should sleep. Please don't get me wrong. There are crucial times 
when the slumber will come. A lot of times before a person can fall, that slumber will come. But to set them up for a fall. Every believer must know this. Where the prayer life will become weaker. Where the fellowship with God will suffer. And when they don't take that seriously, when the Spirit of God will say, Watch with me for one more hour. Wake up. Wake up. Lest you enter into temptation, wake up. And you know what is happening. When you don't heed the voice of the Holy Spirit, and you let it continue, saying, oh, well, I need some kind of you know, deliverance, God is do something while I'm sleeping, and give yourself over to sleep, and don't do what you should do in your ability that God has given. And actually, like we saw Sunday, how Zacchaeus overcame. We need God's strength, but to drag ourselves, even if we are not able to get up, even to drag ourselves to the presence of God, will make a big difference. Because there God will meet us. There God will strengthen us. But to stay where we are and continue sleeping, telling the world, God will somehow help me and I need a breakthrough and God understands and and uh, somehow um, the pastor will call, somehow the pastor will come and do this or, or the angel of God will come and do this, is deception. So we have to do what we have to do. If Jesus said, can't you watch with me for an hour? He says, get up and pray, lest you enter into temptation. If he's saying these things, that means you can get up and you should get up. That means you can actually overcome. You can actually win if you just do what Jesus tells you to do. He's not going to tell you to do something that you can't do. So may God help us to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking at this hour. He's a a very uh, crucial battle um, plan, strategies, that God is embedded in the scripture that every believer should know. How the enemy operates and how we should be alert to this. Awake first. We should be awake. We should be alert and then do something about this. Every time God comes and says, Wake up. That's the grace of God. Need and let us sleeping. Spiritually sleeping. And God comes and says, Look, what's happening around you? The direction you are about to turn is wrong. At that time, we have to listen and stop. Listen and turn the direction that God wants us to turn. So just have these things in your minds and... Uh, Apply what God is teaching and and helping. And when it comes to sorrow itself, discouragement itself, that which comes from God varies. That won't discourage you. I'm talking about sorrow, godly sorrow, and demonic sorrow. That which comes from God is different from that which comes from Satan. Godly sorrow will cause a person to go to God and repent and then bring the joy in. Demonic sorrow will take a person downhill 
and will tell them, run from the presence of God. You can't go to God anymore. Look what you did. And, and you can never come back and you can never get up. And and that's it. You know, it's over for you. And uh, all of those demonic things to keep a person away from the presence of God. But godly sorrow will take a person to the presence of God if they are really seeking God and God will speak to them and God will strengthen them and get back up and continue to run. But demonic sorrow will keep a person down and not let them get up. So those are differences that we need to remember. We have taught on these things. But God um, wanted me to um, highlight one more time um, to refresh your memories and to uh, keep it in front of you so that it stays with you, you don't forget. Because um, the enemy will come from time to time. The enemy will try different things. As long as we live, then we will try. But as long as we live, we have God with us. He's given us the sword, Victor's sword. He's taught us the strategies as to how to fight. So we don't have to be nervous. We don't have to be scared. But we have to be confident in God because greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. So with that assurance that comes from the word of God, that comes from the spirit of God, we need to do our part. We need to do what we need to do in order to not let discouragement come near outwards, not let spiritual lethargy, spiritual slumber, spiritual distractions come near our door to watch and pray. See, Jesus never said, watch, lest you enter into temptation. Watch and pray. Prayer is fighting. Prayer is using the sword. Because you can't pray without the word influencing your prayer. Prayer is spiritual warfare. You can't pray without the Spirit of God moving you to pray. That's what Jesus said. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Keep your eyes open. Don't fall asleep. Be alert and fight. Prayer is receiving the strength from God. It's like you go to God and you receive His strength, all the ammunition you need. You go to the presence of God and there you sharpen your sword. You go to the presence of God, whether it's Sunday or throughout the week, I mean every day, God has given us this great opportunity where we come to the presence of God every morning. Then you go, having received from God what you need, and then do what you have to do. That's your eating part. Once you come and receive the food here, which contains all the nourishment, which is well enough to nourish your souls, your minds, and your bodies, because His Word is sufficient. Now you take that and you go and eat. That's your part. That's what the meditation of God's Word is. That's what taking what God has spoken and applying the application part is. 
you go and get the sword and get the weapons that you need from the presence of God. That's what happens when you come to the presence of God, to the house of God. You get all those things. Sunday, Tuesdays, Monday through Saturday. You get and fasting prayer so much. So much of um, the word with the power of God, the anointing of God is dispersed, given to God's people. So we get it from God. And after we get it from God, what do we do? See, that is our responsibility. Once we get it from God. So being alert and then praying, going to the presence of God, receiving. If I don't receive, then I have nothing to use. That's why coming to the presence of God, house of God, is very important, receiving. But once you receive, once he is imparted, once he is given, what do you do with it? That's where your meditation and application and staying alert after that. See, you can stay up and go and collect your food. Then you can bring your food to your table and fall asleep right there and not eat. Getting it is good. So far, so good. But if you fall asleep there and don't eat, what's the point? So can you say that, well, it's better not to just go and get it. I'll just fall asleep. You're still going to die if you don't have food. So it's important to shake yourself up, sit up and eat your food. As important it is to get up and go and get your ammunition, your weapons you need in order to fight. So you don't stand in the battlefield and get hit on every side and die. It's important to use the weapons. Not get everything and say, well, I'm tired, I'm just going to sit down. We go to the presence of God. The more you receive and the more you take in, the more you use, the more stronger you'll get. That's how it works. The more you use, the more stronger you'll get. It's like an instrument. You can get a brand new guitar, stringed instrument especially, and you can get it. It can look beautiful, it can sound good, and you can begin to use it. The more you use it, the instrument gets better and better. Much better than a brand new instrument. Uh, if you just buy it and just hang it on the wall and then play it after a year, it's really not going to do much good, let alone the strings get rusty. Same thing, like a car. You get a brand new car and just put it in the garage and don't use it. See how it will be after some time. Whatever it is, the more you use it, even your body. Be a very strong, beautiful uh, person and and um, you can have everything you need. But if you don't move, if you're in bed all the time, if you're just sitting all the time, after some time, your joints are going to hurt. You won't be able to get up and you won't be able to, your body, you don't put it to use, it's going to waste away. So, there are three things that we see this morning. 
these are not brand new as i said the spirit of god has brought these things and have taught on these things before but it's a uh refresher at this point but the first stage is keep yourself awake you need to be awake you need to be alert you need to be aware of the crafty ways of the enemy and aware of your surroundings and secondly we need to be able to go to the presence of god and receive all that god has given thirdly you put to use what god has given this is how you win every time now within these three components there are many other branches that i've spoken about so i'm not going to talk about it today but these are the major ones if you are not awake that'll kill you if you're awake and if you don't go to the presence of god that'll kill you too because what good it is if you're awake and don't eat your food don't get your food and you're starving and sitting and you're starving and sitting you need to be awake and you need to go to the presence of god to get your ammunition i can be awake and i can get everything but if i don't put to use i can still get killed i can still die don't eat your food or don't use your sword both are deadly in order for a believer to not only survive see christian life spiritual warfare is not merely to keep you alive remember this every warrior overcomes gains ground every battle you fight and you overcome your territory gets enlarged spiritually you get stronger your capacity to take over will increase the more you put to use and more you put to use what god has given the more you will grow the stronger you will get your boundaries will expand so spiritual warfare is a good thing it's not the oh boy i got to fight otherwise i will die and so i have no choice and why was i even born and why should life be like this and it's kind of a negative demonic thing it comes from hell and it needs to go back to hell it's a good thing it's a good thing in this world we will have tribulation but jesus said be of good cheer why he's overcome that means through him you gain ground you gain ground so warfare is a good thing we're not going looking to fight the enemy comes he comes to steal kill and destroy when he comes we fight we overcome him and we take his territory to those who do that then god will direct us to go to plunder the gates of hell but first we need to be overcomers when the enemy comes here when he comes to your door you need to be someone who have everything who is alert and who fights and then god can use you to rescue others which is warfare again so every soul that we fight we will get attacked but we fight 
we overcome, we gain more ground. That's where the expansion comes from. Based on how you expand here, based on how much ground you gain, based on your faithfulness to God here, will you be entrusted with more on this side of eternity and in the world to come? Always remember that. There are many, many, many things that God has for His people in heaven. Many things. People are not just going to be standing there in one place and singing songs the whole day and whole night for eternity now. Many things, many kingdoms, many roles and many uh, interesting things God has for His people that we have no clue of. One thing we know, we will rule and reign with Jesus Christ. There are many other things God has said in His Word about what will happen in heaven for those who overcome. Many, many things are there. But in this brief life, if our focus is off, in this brief life, if we are careless, then where are we going to go and be forever and ever and ever? We will shortchange ourselves if we make it. So may God help us to understand the worth of eternity and do everything in the light of eternity. That we stay awake, alert, go to the presence of God and receive what God has for us and then put that to use. By doing that, we will overcome just like how Jesus overcame and not fall like how Peter fell. So may God help us to take this to heart and put it to good use. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your word that you gave this morning through Pastor Pradeep and now, Lord, for the brief period as you brought me here. I pray, Spirit of the living God, that all that you've spoken this morning may impart life to every single one. May it cause the people to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let no one forfeit what you have for them, Lord. Let each and every single person be alert, be awake, pray. Go to the presence of God and receive what you have for them. The spirit, the food, and the ammunition they need. So that they can have the strength to fight and the weapons to fight. And may they fight through what you have provided. All through this day, I pray. May the good hand of the Lord be upon them and lead them into a deeper walk with the living God. I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that tries to pull your people away from the seed of life, the word of God. I come against every demonic spirit that tries to cloud the vision of the people so that they may not see clearly 
I come against every demonic spirit that tries to drown them in the sea of the cares of the world. I take authority over every unclean spirit who's trying to disperse, who's trying to scatter what God is giving to them at this hour. I bind those demonic spirits in Jesus' name. And what you've spoken this morning is too important to forget. That may they keep it with them for the rest of their lives. I pray, Father, that the Spirit of God may do a mighty work in the lives of your people. To what you have invested into them this morning, may it spring forth out of them causing them to live and through them others to live as well. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your breath that you breathed upon your people this morning. I ask you, Lord, that your life may transform every single one here all the more, that they may never give room to discouragement, that they may watch out for the spirit of discouragement, that they may never give room to spiritual slumber, that they may never give room to carelessness, may they never give room to murmuring and complaining. May a church be a church full of the faith of God. May a church be a church that loves to fight and is ready to fight in any given moment. Let our church be a church that is healthy and filled with the Spirit of God and walk in holiness and unity in the bond of peace. May our church be a church that will shed the light of the Lord Jesus Christ near and far. That each one, Lord, when they stand before you on that great day, they may stand tall. That they may stand having done all. With this blessing I bless your people with. That their eyes may ever look up and not down that their desires may be geared towards heaven at all times and not towards the earthly sinful pleasures of Egypt. May their spirits long to do the will of the Father in heaven. Never be pulled away by the influence that comes from the prince of this world. May be firmly rooted and grounded in your truth. That the spiritual senses be wide awake and operate fully in the realm of God where they can see, hear, and understand clearly. 
that there be no waste of time, O Lord. That every minute that you have given to them on the face of the earth, they may invest into eternity. That each may become wise towards going about their father's business. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. And pronounce this blessing upon your people. That their feet may stay within the straight and narrow path. That their eyes and eyelids may look straight ahead at the Savior. That they may run with endurance the grace that has been provided. That each and every single day, hour by hour, they may finish well for the Savior. That as you look upon their lives, that your heart may rejoice hour by hour at the victories they obtain. Through our God, who empowers them to overcome in every situation and through every fiery trial that their territories may enlarge that their boundaries may expand that their sole desire may be Jesus Christ that they may live for you and through you cause others to live. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen.